0: G'day everybody and welcome back to the Risky Rollers podcast. I'm Dalton and I'm joined as always by Lockheed. Hello everybody. Uh, And this week we're going to be discussing a few interesting bits and pieces, um, mainly to do with the ANZTC, the Australia New Zealand Team Championship, which we both attended as part of Team Victoria last weekend. Okay, we did. So that was awesome. Uh, So we'll be going going through a bunch of stuff with that and just chatting about everything to do with that. Um, And yeah. That's pretty much it. Before we get on to that, massive thanks to Dice Arcade. Uh, Tim from Dice Arcade is an absolute legend. He'll sort you for any miniature or wargaming or hobby stuff you need. You'll hear more from him later in the episode. Uh, another Tim, Waggers from Miniature Scenery, brand new sponsor of the channel. Absolute legend. He does some phenomenal MDF terrain. If you want to get your boards looking fantastic, go and check him out. Links down below. Great guy. Um, Make sure to jump while you're down there. Jump into our Discord, where you can chat with us about all sorts of things. A bunch of stuff about ANZTC, as well as just general hobby stuff. There's, it's all going off in there. It's fantasy. There's Age of Sigma. There's obviously loads of 40k. Um, all sorts of stuff going on. 30, 30 Fantastic K. place. 30k as well. Just everything down there. Um, as well as if you want to support us, you can become a patron. Uh, our Patreon is down below. You can become a patron when you get access to early bat reps, extra podcasts, and uh, exclusive, entirely exclusive bat reps. The first one is already up there, available for you. It's a tower and black templar episode, which will pair very nicely with next week's bat rep on YouTube, which is uh, at the same, more or less, the same tower list with all of the uh, the nerf supplied into Deathwatch with all of the new armor of contempt shenanigans. Mm-hmm. So you can sort of see the before and after of those. Exclusive for patrons, up now on uh, on Patreon. So, uh, without any further ado... Well, actually, first thing I need to ask. Lockie, what have you been working on? Literally nothing. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <'Cause>,
1: <laughs> that's fair. Because uh, yeah, ATC is and was quite um, time-consuming and energy... It was quite
0: all-encompassing.
1: And was, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a, um, it was a good lead-up was playing lots and lots of games leading up to, to the event. Uh, so...
0: Yep. And then literally... Which is something we'll we'll talk a bunch about and actually want to bring up. Remind me to bring something up specifically when we get to that before we get too far into it. Okay. Because, um, yeah, it's important. And then... Um, yeah. Also...
1: Um, and then post it, basically. I haven't... I've been sort of just taking a break from everything until we can get back into it. Just It's, it's such a... Uh, intense, I guess, spread of time, or it's doubled down so much with, you know, 40k at that standard that you just need a bit of a break from it. Coming back anyway, so um, won't be doing much until Sunday, which is our club day.
0: Yeah, no, fair enough, which time. is which is tomorrow, I guess, if yeah, everyone listening. Yes. Um. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm I'm on a very similar note. I haven't I haven't painted anything. Um, I haven't built any miniatures. Um, I found two random dreadnights that I didn't know I had brand new sitting around, so it's good. So that's cool, and a box and a box of, and a box of uh, witch elves. So that's always always nice. Cool. Um, that was cool. And then today, while I was while I was out and about, I was doing my thing off at work, uh, and I ended up down at the Shell Coles Express service station down in Langwarren, just off the M11. So if you're down in Melbourne, you know where that is. If not, highway just off at Servo. And up at the counter, randomly, was a, a display thing of White Dwarf at this servo that they're selling.
1: So they had a White Dwarf at a servo?
0: They had three of three of them, like for sale, 17 bucks a pot, sitting at the servo.
1: Why? Uh, why not? They sell magazines at servos, right?
0: Yeah, but White Dwarf is such a specific magazine. Like... It's hard to find outside of Warhammer specific hobby stores and then maybe other hobby stores very rarely a news agents. Really? Why a server?
1: Dude, I've, nearly every single news agent I've ever gone to will have a white dwarf in it.
0: Really? Yeah. I found it so hard to find it. Maybe in the city.
1: I don't know. I've always found it really common in newsagents. agents. I'll give you, okay, Petrol yeah. Station is weird and obscure, but yeah, yeah. news agents have always seemed yeah. to find, like, there will only be one. Like there will not be like multiple copies or anything. It will be like yeah. one. there were
0: three copies. there. <laughs> that's weird. It was a whole display case. Like I don't know. Maybe it's back big he's
1: Lang Warren. I, I, I guess so. Oh, Warhammer, sorry, Warhammer, Warhammer in general. I guess it's just Warren. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, look. I mean, I'm going to be going back to every month to see if they have the new one. So, <laughs> yeah, didn't buy them. I just want to know. <laughs> like, um, so that was that was that was weird. But that's pretty much it as far as hobby I've been doing. Is, is just seeing white dwarf in strange places. I mean, I do have a
1: Moirax on the table. Um, it's like half painted. That's half pretty cool. Painted, so, um,
0: hey, look the prepping you. You. for the book, which I have. Yes.
1: Now, just,
0: just yeah. Cool. Very nice. And you guys will be seeing that on the channel very soon. Yes. I think in in a couple of weeks, two weeks time. Two weeks time. Two weeks yeah. time. Yeah. That's going to be pretty cool. I'm, I'm keen to see how that book comes out and how all that shakes out.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be
0: tasty. Yeah. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, let us crack right on then. We've got ANZTC. As we mentioned in last week's podcast, we were attending uh, the Australian New Zealand Team Championship as part of Team Victoria. Uh, We couldn't talk a lot about it last week because we were sort of uh, not going into too much about the teams and stuff, but we can now. It's happened. It's been. It's gone. We can talk shop. It was good. It was. Uh, Yeah. So... We've got a great story about how we, how we got up there, um, which was, which was thoroughly entertaining, <laughs> um, the whole trip up yeah, and then, yeah, the weekend itself was, was fantastic. Um, and so on. Now there is an elephant in the room, which will have to get out of the way early. Um, and we just wanted to mention it and sort of acknowledge it and then just move past. Uh, there was an infraction, uh, against tournament rules that occurred, um, at the tournament in round four. Or that was discovered in round four. Um, one of the players had some extra units on the table that shouldn't have been there, um, giving them a significant advantage in their games. Not from up the, until the points. A not from a not from, not from Team Vic, but that's as far as we'll go with with narrowing that down at all. Um, that gave them significant advantage. Um, that severely impacted the teams that played them on day one, uh, and then the way that the penalty was applied. From the tournament organisers, uh, then doubly affected those teams from day one as well by giving a bonus to the teams they played on day two. Yes, but not the teams they played on day one. So that did occur. Um, there's certainly an amount of feeling that it was handled suboptimally
1: by the tos.
0: Um, by the by the tos. However, what's done is done. It it happened. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, that's more or less been, been sorted. Um, it's not what's important. And I suppose it's not what's important. It's about, not what's important. About the event
1: um, and, and we'll, and about to, to today's podcast and stuff. It's just that it's yeah.
0: it, exactly. something to happen. it sucked um, that it
1: happened. And, um, you know, sometimes you just, things are out of your control and you can't do anything about it and you just got to wear it. Yep.
0: Exactly. And I suppose it, it's worth mentioning here as well, that any sort of infraction to, to that degree, whether intentional cheating or not at any of our events will not be tolerated. Um, Etc., etc., where you know all the usual stuff about being opposed to that kind of behavior. Yep. Let's crack on. Yes, so we went up to ATC, uh, ANZTC, I guess, which is up in Madawi, which um, is precisely in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. Let's
1: not talk about where it is uh, because we've heard enough about where it is and the lack yeah. of, yeah, the, the we are all thoroughly,
0: <laughs> thoroughly over where this was. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and to start us off, so. Was Flying up was uh, myself and you, as well as Boyd from Legends and Law, and Dean Sinbeck from Blog for the Blood God. We were all flying up together on Friday night. Um, and to start us off, uh, while I'm off at the terminal getting our boarding passes and, and uh, bag tags and that kind of stuff, you're busy taking Dean on a tour of a different terminal from memory.
1: Um, no, no, I just walked over the different bridge, that's all. That was,
0: that was, yeah, that was so... <laughs> So you're busy checking out Terminal Two, and we're supposed to be in Terminal One. Um, how how was it?
1: I mean, it's the same. Actually, it was way
0: better. It's, the contest actually probably, stopped. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Terminal One's awful. Yeah. Version One is so much nicer. <laughs> yeah. So is the Jetstar. Actually, I still I think Terminal Four is probably the best one in the whole airport. Yeah. The Jetstar one. It's it's great. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so uh, so that 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 was lovely. Um. So we went through and did all that. Uh, and then we're on the plane, having a grand old time. The four of us. No, no, no uh, hold, chatting on, hold and, on, hold on. And, and,
1: uh, flight oh, right, gets delayed right. an hour and
0: a half. Okay. Oh, uh, sorry. Yes, our, our flight was delayed an hour and a half. So was the other. So there were two groups in the team going up. One of them was leaving on an earlier flight, and we were leaving on a slightly later one. Um, the earlier flight got delayed before ours, obviously, because it was earlier, uh, quite significantly. They were like two and a half, three hours delay, to the point where we were joking around that we might end up boarding and leaving before they do. Yeah, uh, might actually end up in Newcastle before they did. Mm. Um, they ended up boarding about half an hour before us. So we boarded our flight an hour and a half after our scheduled time, um, and off we go. So off, off to Newcastle. To give context, our flight was scheduled to departure at seven ten, right?
1: <clears throat> so we get delayed yeah. an hour and a half. Then we sit in taxi for about twenty five minutes, waiting to be refueled. Right.
0: So we, we we sat on the tarmac after after boarding for a while, um, something about refueling. Cool, good stuff. And then we're off to Newcastle, right? Yep. So we don't take off till about nine o'clock. Yeah. Cool. And then Newcastle. Yes, and then Newcastle. Cool. And then the flight went well. And then we're coming into Newcastle, and it all went well, right? Well, landing gears down. are about landing
1: gears 50, down. We're 50, approaching fifty meters off the tarmac. And then the plane yep. just keeps going. Pitches back. It doesn't let Pitches it t- back up. And just why,
0: take, but but take why why would girl. it not land it's there i don't
1: know apparently the airport was closed or they just closed <laughs> the airport and they weren't allowed to just... land
0: <laughs> okay i mean it was a bit misty outside yeah fog apparently Ooh. apparently it was the sea fog had rolled in yes. that no one saw coming yes. and didn't didn't bother to tell anyone half an hour early into the flight yeah or even like <laughs> halfway through the flight or even at takeoff
1: no one was like Meh. So I, I worked it out, right, realistically, yeah. the reason yeah. why and they would have known. Qantas would have known 100%. They would have known. They would have gone. We don't care. What's easier for them is to go, we will just supply an alternate solution at the other end rather than canceling the flight and then losing everyone's money. Yeah. Ultimately, that's 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 what planned out. They 100% knew that yeah. their flight was probably not going to be able to land there, and then they just sorted it out. So we get a message as, as we've taken back off or pitched back up or whatever you want to call it on the, well, actually, Boy just said to me, because I didn't actually hear it, because we were chatting too much. Boy
0: oh, yeah, we, we, up, boy, we, we were talking, trying to figure out what was going on. Like, oh,
1: yeah. We got back to Melbourne. I'm like, fuck <laughs> off yeah. I thought he was taking the piss, right? Because I didn't hear any yeah, voice-serving thing. I was like, ah, whatever, man. He's
0: like, we, no, we, we, legit. We all, we all just laughed and chuckled, and we're like, yeah, no, of course we yeah. are. And, and then just kept talking, like, what's going on? What's
1: going like, on? like, no, seriously. And you know that time when you look at someone, you're like, nah, they're... Who's going to break first? Am I going to break or are you going to break? And then he's yeah. like, no, 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 yeah. no, legit, legit. And then I just kind of look around and I see people's faces. I'm like, oh, oh, actually, maybe they did say that. Yeah. And then I asked people behind us, I'm like, did they just, oh, sorry, in front of us. I was like, did they just say we're go going, uh, going back to Melbourne? They're like, yeah. I was like, what the yeah. fuck? And I was like, no, no, no." na. Boyd's the people Boyd's in front of something. us. Boyd's told them. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. I need he's to like, like,
0: ask he's, <laughs> So so the people in front of us by the way we'd talked to earlier in the flight because we were, we were talking all about 40k and the hobby and like on stuff between us and and it became apparent at some point the people in front of us were placing bets on like and behind what us what we were to- and, and behind, behind us. us on what and what we were talking about yeah. <laughs> they had they had it narrowed down to something gaming, gaming related, related
1: that
0: was it. Like, get it but so but so you so, so we were already on like speaking terms with both these rows of people um who were like two separate groups as well so we we're like all right boys obviously like said quietly to like them, rope up, let's them, let's in. get these guys. Yeah. 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 Um, and then I think, yeah, one of the hostesses come down and we're like... A,
1: like, is this legit? Like, are we is, going back is, to is Melbourne?
0: And she's like... Yes. And, and she's like, yep. And like just
1: straight face, not even like, sorry, just like, yep. And we're like, yep. okay. I mean,
0: look, you know, it's, it's not, it's obviously not their fault that anything's, anything's happened. So there's no point. Yeah. Um, getting up with them. So at and, that point
1: we're in like damage control, right? Cause we're like, shit.
0: Yeah. What? <laughs> We're, we're in the air with no no communications. We can't tell anyone that we're still in the air. So we're essentially like... The other well, boys have landed and they're waiting for us or, or no, think we're coming. Yeah.
1: And at this point, we're kind of like, well, this forfeits. Like, <laughs> more or less, we were like, we're probably <laughs> yeah. not going to be able to get to our first game at 8, 8, 8 a.m. Or 8.30 yeah. on the Saturday in time. Like, we're just not. So we're Like contingencies. Well, like, is, contingencies well, how
0: can contingencies, we get from yeah. Melbourne to Newcastle? Newcastle. Yeah, as quick as. Oh, possible. So, to, sorry to Madawi which is another forty-five minutes north of Newcastle. In, because we we're like we'll be in Melbourne back in Melbourne by like, uh, what was it by twelve? Yeah. Um, so we'll be back out by like twelve thirty-one. You know, it can we? There's not going to be another flight. Is there going to be a five a.m. flight that'll get us there early in time? If so, can we get on that? It, at one point, we were looking at you know. Can we drive? Like, is that viable? Mm. Um, and we decided that if we risk several decent sized speeding tickets then it was, um, but it was not an ideal solution. We'd all had a couple of beers by this stage. Um, and so then we, we're, we're talking about this and we're trying to figure out the best way to get there. Uh, and then they, they make another announcement and say, well, look, we're being rerouted to Sydney instead. And we're like... It's probably what, ha- half an hour back into the air after leaving? Yeah.
1: So probably yeah, so probably, probably an extra f- added 45 minutes in total with the rooting around while they were trying to figure out what was going to happen and then actually getting to Sydney and landing. Yeah. So we're like, okay, so we end up, what's the situation cool. that's going to happen there? And then they're
0: like, oh, we're going to get you coaches. Well, no, no, they didn't. They, 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 weren't, they, they didn't say anything like that for a while. We had like 10 minutes where we we're like, well, we're just going to be in Sydney. Like I hope there's a hire oh, car. Oh yeah, open. sorry,
1: that's right. yeah.
0: Um, and we were talking about that and the, we, one of the guys next to us was I think a local or something. He was like, well, there's there's a train that runs up and there's certain buses and you might be able to find somewhere here They're like taxis aren't going to take you for, for a run that big. Your, your hire car places aren't going to let you leave a car in Newcastle. Um, and so like it was... Considering the train, we're considering, again, we're considering 5 a.m. flights. We're like, well, no one's going to fly Sydney to Newcastle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an hour and a half drive. Um, And and so, you know, we're, we're looking to all of that. And then they're like, oh, we're going to provide coaches. And we're like, well, if they're as much of a shit show as the flight is, we, well, do we want to rely on those? Initially,
1: I was like, coaches, that's all right. I was like, that's fine. You know, coaches are pretty... They're big, they're nice, they're comfy. It'll be, you know, like a 45 minute drive. We'll just be chilled. Maybe we'll be able to get a little bit of sleep, whatever, it will be fine. That's what yep. I thought, being naive and stupid. Yep. Anyway, we get out and then as we get leave the terminal, the staff are like, oh, just head this way. Your, head sh- down to the coach your shuttle buses will be there. And I was like, excuse me, at what? And they're like, shuttle buses. And they're like,
0: mm, that's not a coach. Well, the best thing about this was we get to the coach bay oh. and there is a coach there. And we're like, oh, that <laughs> and was the driver's like, And we're like, that, that's great. He, they obviously got one on standby because they, they knew, you know, an hour ago that the flight was coming or, or however long it was. They got a guy on standby. The driver's standing there chatting. You know, we show up and a bunch of people from the plane are all coming out. Um, and, and, we, and we show up. Uh, lovely big coach. And we're like, oh, sweet. You know, we'll fit half the plane on this thing. There'll be another one coming around the corner. Too easy. Uh, and then the guy's like, "Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just here. I'm not, I'm not the coach for you guys." Okay. Like, "Oh, all right." And then a rickety little, what, like a twenty-seater.
1: Yeah, a shuttle bus, literally a shuttle bus. Like
0: a twenty-seater shuttle bus with a bag trailer. Yeah. Pulls around the corner. <laughs> comes around. Comes around the corner. Like it, and we're like, "What?" I mean, the dude was lovely. The driver was lovely, and he's like, "Look, okay. <laughs> obviously can't fit you all on here. Get like twenty on." And we're like, look, we've got to make sure we get there by like, however long early is. We're like, we're on this we'll bus, pile. get on the bus, get on the bus. We're on this on bus. bus. We, we, we piled into the bus. Um, ended up right in the back seat, which was nice, all four of us back there. I've got some lovely pictures of you and Boyd napping. Um, it's the worst bus and yes, in the it, world. Like, we spent the whole thing doing 85 and 110 Oh my so. god, and it was just so uncomfortable <laughs> and rickety, <laughs> and the roads sucked. New South Wales roads I mean, suck. The, the reason we were doing 85, I presume, was to stop the bus shaking itself apart. Yeah, it was fucked. So. Um, which I was not confident it wouldn't do anyway. That's
1: so cool. <laughs> like, so, to give you context, the reason why I mentioned oh, the god. time at the beginning, right? So, we left Melbourne. We were supposed to leave Melbourne at 7.10. Theoretically, we yep. would have been in the
0: accommodation by like 9.30 at the latest. So 7.10, we would have been landing in Newcastle at like 8.30. Um, oh. So out, out of the plane by like 9. From Newcastle Airport, it's like a 10-minute drive. It's 10 minutes in a taxi. So we'd be there at yeah. 9.30. We'd be there. We'd be having dinner. We'd be shooting the shit. We'd be doing pairings. Playing pro and stuff games, and all that crap. Exactly. Nice early night at like, like 11 o'clock, up at 7, ready for the next day, good to go. So we don't get to the accommodation until 2 a.m. We don't get to Newcastle until 2 a.m. And then we get to the airport. Oh, yeah, it was like 2 now we, yeah. yeah. We did, yeah. however, managed. We had pre-booked a taxi. I think you'd pre-booked a taxi. You'd rung Maitland and Raymond Terrace. This is important for later on. You'd rung Maitland and Raymond Terrace taxis and gotten them to come and pick us up from the airport at 2.30 in the morning. Or 2.40 in the morning, sorry. Which is when we'd arrived.
1: Yeah, I was like one thirty-two or whatever. Yeah,
0: uh, it was two. It was two thirty-seven when the coach pulled in.
1: Sure, it wasn't one thirty-seven.
0: Uh, because we're talking about it being three thirty by the time we got there, and it wasn't. It was two thirty.
1: Oh, okay, right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, the point, the so, point so being is that yeah, we organised a cab, and then yeah, so we yeah, got got to the accommodation yeah. at like two thirty or whatever Th- it was. Three a.m. No, nah, it wasn't that late. Hundred percent was not that late. It. No, no, it was way early cause I. It, it was because I remember we yeah. pulled in and we were like. Oh, it's actually a lot earlier than what we thought. Like we, I think we got to okay, yeah. we got to Newcastle Airport. At two. Oh, we,
0: we, we got we got to the accommodation at two. Yeah, th- yes, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's definitely not three because I was like yep. sick. Anyway, and then yeah, so that was that was the start of the whole thing. Basically, having to <laughs> having to fucking deal with the world's shittest level of logistics before it was.
0: So it was impressive how poorly one. handled the whole thing was. We Literally went into round
1: one like blind.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so, so we got like four hours sleep, and we're up in the morning, off to the event. Um, to be fair, we got uh, who do we get? Ta- we got taxis from thirteen cabs that morning. Yeah, one through cabs. Um, and and you know what? They actually showed up. Mm. Fair play. Yeah. They showed up, um, which you would expect from a taxi company because we booked them, mm. and we went off to the event. Um, We went into the event and, uh, so the event hall, I'll describe, I'll describe roughly what it is. It was a lovely, big, modern bowling club hall. Um, it was the only building in the entire town built in the last 50 years. Um, and yeah, it was a lovely place. You've got a big main dining area, which we walk in and we notice full of set tables for dining at. And then off to one side, you've got like a, like an end room, which had, like three sets of tables in it. And then off on the opposite end of the bowling club is another room with eight tables in it where one team could play another team. Um, and then there was also a little side room off down a hallway that had two tables in it that were part of one of the sets of tables. If that sounds confusing, it was. Yeah. But anyway, so we go in there, where more or less on time, we we get into round one. Uh, who are we playing round one? right. South Australia. So this is good fun. Um, we played South Australia round one. You played Tyranids in two? GK. Grey Knights. Very nice. So tell us all about how this game went.
1: So yeah, this was this was interesting for me because I'd done a lot of practice with GK leading up leading up to... Um, and I guess in, in the description, I'll put the list that I ran if for people who don't want to have to go through the whole rigmarole and whatever of finding it. We'll just put the list in, in the description for this.
0: Um, well, given, given that finding it involves paying for BCP and finding a past event, yeah.
1: Oh, really? Do you have to pay for it to find a past event? To see past
0: events, oh yep. God, So, so lists will be down in the description below. Yeah.
1: So, it's basically warrior spam Tyranids. So, contrary to what everyone else was running at the event, all the other teams, we ran Nids as a sword. Oh, sorry, as a shield. As a shield, yeah. So, the purpose of this was basically to fire blanket and mitigate a lot of other teams big heavy hitters or be a somewhat deterrent for that reason, right? To yep.
0: to, so, to scare so lists, other
1: players, scare other exactly. teams to be like, I don't want to pair into that, to open up our team to be to for yep. more favorable pairings on our side, right? And yep. I think So so lists in exactly a team like that.
0: Li- yeah. L- lists in a team event tend to tend to follow two archetypes of like a sword or a shield. A sword is a list that is designed to swing big. It's supposed to kill a bunch of stuff, score a load of points and win a game by a huge margin or just lose horrifically. Um, It it doesn't play the the scrappy, you know, take a pounding game. Uh, Whereas a shield list is designed to essentially mitigate your opponent scoring points while scoring a solid number yourself. It's very, very hard to score big in a game with a shield list, but it's also designed to stop your opponent scoring big. Uh, and in a team's event, this matters because you've got a little bit of control over pairings and to what armies you actually play and what lists you actually play. So as Loki's saying, the idea of this shield list is that we want to find our, our opposing team's biggest hitters, the ones that they're going to score 20 points, like team points on, put them onto one of our shield lists They can sit there and go, actually, you're only going to score 12, or actually, you're only going to score 13. Yeah. And just sort of bring their whole total points down. Um, and I do want to say this is very and this is what I wanted to say earlier this is something that's really different to your usual play style which is to go for those big swings yeah like I, you're a sword player you you build your lists to do that yeah. where you run in you hit big you score big points uh, you, you play a big aggressive game 100% this list is anti all of that um and you played it exceptionally yeah you did a whole bunch of prep work um in like the the week or two leading up to it and you you played this list absolutely perfectly um it was thoroughly impressive to watch
1: well, thanks man no i think uh, i think it was it was interesting um to do but once i understood how it functions and how it played it was quite it was quite easy to to maneuver and like i think it relied on me knowing nids you know if i didn't know nids it would have would have been tough to sort of pick up all the little minutia that i could definitely found in like games three and four where i was kind of you know i found my confidence in it and then was able to use a few of the more obscure stratagems and bits and pieces to kind of leverage um situations in games um but yeah, man, it was good. It was it was a absolutely amazing learning experience as well. Like I learned, learned a shit ton from from the people that I played and, and the the this the the standard of game that exists um, throughout the mm. whole weekend. But yeah, the first game, I've done a lot of prep with into GK prior, and it was bad. Like GK's ability to mitigate a lot of the lists. So the list relies um, not entirely, but quite significantly on a few psychic powers and a few. Um, not necessarily for points, just for army buffs, like things like Catalyst and Hive Nexus and, and Onslaught um, are really key powers that are required, you know, can literally be make or break for turns. And-
0: The list is all about movement and durability, and then like durability through picking what your opponent can and can't target.
1: Yeah, on top of that as well, it's actually, a, uh, the, the list gets its strength from like, basically a bait and switch tactic. Yeah. Um. where you can essentially bait out targets for your opponent to go, well, I need that dead, and then you can actually counter super hard. Like. You you
0: almost trick them into over-committing against Pretty them. much, and then they, um, and they bounce. And then you punish them for yeah. it. Yeah. Um. So that was... It's a very elegant list. Yeah, so that was
1: kind of the play, and I really... At first game, I didn't really understand... I, I understood it in concept, but I saw it in principle um in game two um massively so it was kind of game one i was just super 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 cagey but anyway his gk list was massive msu so it was like three purgation squads it was four strike squads and um uh just drago and the uh, a bunch of other characters and it was just that i'm gonna try and be everywhere and score with MSU and just trade points, right? So, oh, he's going to pop a unit somewhere and it'll die, but it'll score him three points or it'll score whatever. So it was really reliant on me to screen properly and try to mitigate as much as that. But I was kind of really hesitant to of go anywhere because, you know, with, with strike squads with hammer hands and stuff like that, they can pick up a unit of Warriors quite easily. Yeah. Um, you know, because you can't always put neg one damage everywhere onto the Warriors. So, um, but... Funnily enough, we both played super cagey and it ended up being Mm. this kind of like, I'm going to hold my half. You're going to hold your half who's picked better secondaries and who can score them better.
0: Um, which is exactly what you want your game to run. Like, yeah.
1: And I kind of forced him to push to the middle. So Mm. the first three missions of the day were all five objective missions which is absolutely amazing for this list because it pretty much just like yep. massively relies on banners and stranglehold. It's just so hard. Like every game, I think every single one of my game, my first three games, I scored 15 on nearly all of those. Um, yep. Because if I can get to the middle and leveraging the relationship between Venomthropes and, and warriors, you know, taking advantage of the fights last and the going one to hit and all that sort of stuff and get to that middle, you are not moving me off that middle. Because the moment I have a unit on that middle if that's full strength that's going to have every single buff just dumped on it. Um and that's yep. exactly what played out in turn 5 of that game funnily enough where he had to remove me off the middle objective um to essentially make it a, a non-draw for him to to get the to get a like a 11-9 or a 12-8 a small win. I think it was a, it would be a 12-8 swing and yep. he had his like his mortal wound Libby he had um uh just, he had two units of strikes, there was like everything in there and it was charge, 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 shoot, 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 da psychic, psychic and he didn't he couldn't couldn't take me off. Yeah. Couldn't take me off. And then it ended up being a 10 ten ten draw. So it was really good. My opponent yep. was awesome. Um
0: well it was it was fantastic it was fantastic to as an example of what a shield list does as well because if he'd gone into uh for argument's sake our our Tao or um or the elder. Uh or the, or the elder, he would have just well. Even the mirror, the, the emperor's children, the or the or the mirror, yeah. the grey knights, he just walked through them. Boyd's list is great, but like not in the mirror, as we as we found out. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Um, so it um, was
1: it was great. I mean, look to be honest. Caveat with all my games. I had five amazing opponents. Like I did not. Yeah. Going into it, there was this kind of, um, I guess, preparatory mindset or, like, this anticipation that because you're playing at this standard, it kind of changed the etiquette of the game. And, like, in some games, it definitely does. You could definitely see that at tables, not necessarily in our team, but in other teams, like, a lot more tension and stuff. But my five games, man, was so relaxed, was so still, like, playing at a competitive level, like at a singles, but no different. Every single one of my opponents was was amazing. I even had the Adam Davies, the captain of Tassie, tell me that the game against him, which was his custodial, was the best game he'd had all weekend. And that was awesome, like hearing that going. That's And yeah. that game for me was as well. It was it was cutthroat, it was tight, it was clean, but it was really um balanced and you know, there were there were moments where I was like, Oh mate, like I meant to do this, is that okay? And that's yeah, but man, that's totally fine, like all that sort of stuff. None of this Oh, no, nah, you said that, bro. No, no, no. Like, fuck that shit yeah, off. Like, yeah. none of that business. And that's why I've got to, and I'll say it now for, for all the people that I played throughout the day, if they're listening, thank you guys. Because it made my initial and first time, you know, inaugural, um, you know, high level competitive 40K experience. Absolutely amazing. So I've got, to, I've got to take my hat off to all of them because that was, that was really great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so before we move on to round two in Odwoods, so we'll hear a quick word from Tim at Dice Arcade and then we'll be right back
1: Dicearcade.com.au. all the biggest brands of miniatures and wargaming free postage over $250 all
0: right thanks for that one Tim um, yeah so that went really well um, our team ended up in a draw with SA 80 points to 80 points um, and then we went on into round two mm. um, which was WA into Western Australia mm. um, so, the, the, so that was pretty good.
1: This one was cool. This one was an interesting test because there's you know WA are quite you know um, have a good have a big reputation for being really really good and have, uh, have been for quite a while. I think it's it's Queensland and WA that sort of have the reputation of being sort of the top two contenders in Australia, um, not yep. only for their like local scenes in their states but also at obviously these kinds of events um yep so it was cool like i was really excited and i got over those initial nerves of the first game um or the first round and kind of wasn't going into it cocky but was going into it with a bit a bit more confidence and knowing what i needed to do but really at the same time apprehensive of you trying not to be sort of dwarfed by you know their experience and them as a team and all those kinds of things it was you know focus on the key things and whatever um and I think we did well with the pairings. I mean, you'll know more on the pairing side that I didn't had. I mean, it was great to watch, but I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, <laughs> I just so. Man, look, I just at, the back at, at some back point, <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> at some point, maybe closer to VTC, we might have a, have a, an episode on pairings specifically and how that how that process works when you think about it. Yeah, cool. All right. But um, the pairings overall over the whole weekend generally went pretty well. We've got um, Jez, who's uh, on our team, is uh, is reportedly one of the best in pairings in Australia. Um, and often does pairings for Team Australia at the at WTC. Um, so pairings in general went fairly well. Uh, against WA, we had a, a couple of good ones, a couple of iffy ones, and then several sort of just solid down-the-middle ones. Yeah. Um,
1: I think mine was so, an iffy one, right?
0: Uh, who did you go into for that one? I went into one? Dark Harleys. That's right, yeah. So, so that, that was one where we're like, all right, this is, is going to be a downswing for yeah, you. I fire
1: blanket. And blanket this
0: is... Exactly. This is, this is to make that game a like, 15-5 to them instead of a 20-0 to them. Um, because this was a rough one to go into.
1: Yeah, so it it was... It was annoying because all the Harleys I'd played... The first time I played Dark Harleys was when it was released. And it was against Reese, one of the other members of the team. And I got absolutely trashed and it was horrible i hated it so much and then obviously light got nerfed so hard so i was like no i'm strong like i'm feel confident into harley's and the boys asked me and like it's dark and i'm like
0: like so it's the dark harley's uh turn off the turn off re-rolls well no they Um, fight on death
1: more or less is pretty much their main right fight fight on death
0: and they have a stretch turn off re-rolls yeah yeah yeah
1: um so it's fine for me because I have no re-rolls in the, in the list anyway. I like building lists that yep. don't rely on that because there's so many ways to yep. counter it these days. <clears throat> so yep. um, I knew exactly what my game plan with this was going to be. It was going to be even like the most cage's thing ever. And I was like, I ain't going to move barely anywhere I'm not even going to think about the middle I'm just going to hold my two objectives and that's all I'm going to do all game because
0: yeah, you're going to score solid points you're going to let the opponent run around and do their and thing and I'm going to bait and, him to come yep. and
1: I'll shoot because if I can shoot him right he can't fight me I can't do anything Yeah. and he did have yep. he had five void weavers but they and they can still punch but not really into warriors it's they they struggle they struggled to, to
0: it, 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 it's an inefficient profile into warriors yeah so,
1: and it, it, funnily enough, it kind of played very similarly to first game in a way where we both played quite cagely. Um And essentially, yep. my opponent was just—I think it was Jordan uh, was playing. He was just trading me sort of points for units. He trade, you know, he would He move a boat into a thing. I'd mortal wound it to death, like it literally zone throws yep. on either flank. It was just something moved dead. Dead. It was like between yep. eight and nine mortals, like each unit was just dead 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 every time, and then my warrior warriors mm-hmm. just holding this this sort of front and I, I basically did this interlocking um, death star essentially with two units of warriors and two units of ropes of this fight and you sort bubble. of bubble. It yeah. just literally just meandered forward right into the middle of the board and it literally kind of...
0: Now, the, the the Warriors was a really clever positioning tactic, which was that you would essentially interlace two units, sort of, so you'd have a line of Warriors, but they were alternating from which unit they were from. Yep.
1: And they essentially uh, made a box, right? Yeah. They made a box yep. around the six units of Venoms, sorry, the two units of interlocking Venoms. So you'd have, one, you know, one of one and one of the other, one of the, you know, and then a lot in a line in the middle. So then if the, the entire unit is getting double units vice last and we take heroic intervention, so then because yep. the units are interlocked warrior to warrior, you, um, you, you're
0: you you definitely getting hit by both squads no matter what you do. It
1: is, it's fucked. Like it's literally just no one touch you can't touch it.
0: Like it's just yep. it's a void. Yep. The problem is, is that
1: because of coherency and stuff, you have to move. Like you only get to move about three inches because you kind of have yeah. to go yeah. and move in a certain way. Otherwise you break it yeah. and it falls apart. And that was fine, like and again, the other thing, Jordan was an absolutely amazing opponent and was sort of like, Mo no, bro, like it's fu- like I get it, like it's fine, just move it normally and, and we were you know, we were we were really clear with each other on intent and stuff like that. And again, it was yep. absolutely great. We were so fast, we were smashing through turns of just like score our secondaries. This, this, this was a Poison. quick game. Like, yeah,
0: we were over. I, I was. You were there. one of the earliest finished. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think you were the second game to finish. Yeah. From memory yeah. In that. Uh, in that round. And it's funny because. Uh, so I, I was.
1: Yeah. All the other games were like to time, even over. Yeah. Most of the other the last three games of the event went over. Um, yeah. And this, it was great. It was just, it was a really good trade until the end, the last turn. and it's annoying because it was a. It ended being a 10-10 again.
0: Did it? Yes. Um, it was either a 10-10 or an 11-9. It was very close. But, but uh, for him, I think that was my- For him. Yeah. It was, yeah, but it, it was very close and essentially- you, you, um, Yeah, it, it, it absorbed a bunch of points that would have otherwise been scored by WA into another list.
1: Yeah, so it was just frustrating because I actually made one one critical error um, where I needed to I needed to remove him off the middle objective rather than uh, contrary to last game but I had to be stay on it, and um, the problem is it's all that fights last and everything you know at that at that point it was turn five you know minimal CP so I couldn't really buff everything, and then I yeah I just I I missed a I missed a I missed the neurothrope's psychic phase and didn't entirely just got flustered and forgot it and um as in the models so i forgot to cast catalyst and then i um forgot to cast onslaught for Advance and charge on a year which would have put had a whole you know the eight warriors into the middle and taken up so and because of that swing because i couldn't remove him off it, it yeah it ended up dropping to to um only being at 11 11 uh, 9 instead of being at 11 9 my way so it was a pretty big swing, yep. um, which was unfortunate. Thank God that we lost by a little bit more than what that would have been. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have been pissed. Yeah.
0: Um, yep. So we, we ended up losing that round by about three points, uh, as in I think we were three points under a draw, uh, which meant we had, I think, seventy two or seventy three points. Um, where of course seventy five is a draw.
1: Yeah. So uh, uh, so it actually would have mattered, yep. is what you're saying? Um.
0: <laughs> uh, well, I mean. So the thing with teams, you can't sort of go, oh, my game matters. Like everyone's game mattered. If, if this person has scored a bit more, if that person has scored a bit more, if this person would be more accurate with their predictions, things like that, that, that change how that works. Um, so there, there were a couple of, of swings against us in that round. Uh, Dean's game in that round went, he had a, a uh, unit yeah. of 20 noise marines doing their thing and they spent an entire turn, which is, and shooting twice, like 80 shots. And I think killed Three. one possessed. Three possessed. Yeah, I
1: think he killed like three out of a unit of 10,
0: which was... Out of a unit of 20. 20, yeah. Um, Whereas in all of our practice games and all of our simulations and stuff, that unit wipes about 60 possessed a turn. Yeah,
1: it's crazy.
0: It's... So he shot like 80 shots into... And and Clegg Clegg had a horrific... Um, Oh, yeah. He shot like forty shots into... uh, 30 Terminators into dark elder grotesques and, killed one. and didn't kill any no oh no he wounded one didn't, once, didn't kill it. it he wounded he, he wounded it yeah he wounded three times and got one off. damage to yeah it was it was yeah. it was pretty far it was yeah so it, it, it was unfortunate that that, that that went down um but i mean there are a couple of swings against where both of those should have been higher point scores for us um but that's what happened it's a dice game yeah yeah um but still, we came out of that one. It was still quite a good round. There were some incredible games happening uh, in that round as well. Um, and so we came out of that one, you know, a little bit down, but feeling good because I, I got to watch some incredible games. You played a great game. Um, and then we went off into round three, which was against the New South Wales Mercs, the New South Wales Mercenaries. Yeah. So just a quick bit of background for for why they're the Mercs. Uh, because New Zealand obviously has all their COVID stuff going on, they can't come over. So we were a team short for the event and whichever state hosts the event is usually filled a team of mercenaries. Uh, to, they're essentially the Gumby team. They make up numbers. Um, but they are also then a, a team which is competing. And they've also got some pretty good so, players, this
1: team. Like, uh, from. from
0: they, they, they definitely did, yeah. yeah. Um, so the New South Wales Mercs team, uh, we played them in round three uh, and you went into... Harleys again. Harleys? Yeah. Was it? Was this Brody? This was
1: Brody, yeah.
0: This is Brody, uh, Jez Brody, yeah. Josh Brody. Or Josh. Josh Brody. Josh Brody. I think so. Jez Brody was on the the main New South Wales team, yes. and, and yeah, uh, I think that. Uh, I, think I think Josh was on Rico. the most. Sorry
1: guys, if we got your names wrongs, but yeah, <laughs> a lot of names. We, we, that we, I've, I've
0: met you like twice now, so <laughs> <That> it's <laughs> that was my first time. So. <laughs> that's true. Um,
1: um, yeah. So but this this, and when when we spoke about pairing, the boys asked me. They're like, "Oh, are you happy to go into Harleys again?". I go, "What's the Harleys? They're like, "Lie with". I'm like, "Yes." Fine. Yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah. Hundred percent. I should say
0: as well. This this exact player, with this list, played into Dean at uh, the Maitland Team Championships a couple of weeks ago. Um, went in expecting like a, a twelve or something and got zeroed.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so it was one of those things where uh, the reputation is still a bit there for Harleys, but they're not necessary. There's definitely play into them. Yeah. Uh, and you showed this really well with this game.
1: Yeah. So um, I think. Th- they knew well definitely my opponent Brady was definitely like, well, he's not gonna win, like not even get it. I, don't, I don't even think he expected to draw or even really tried. It. it was more of a they I mean, fire blanketed me in this yeah. one. Um,
0: yeah. Kind of. P- part of this was um, part of this was just the reputation of Tyranids, which definitely helped a lot. People are expecting Tyranids to come out and do mass mortal wounds and have big yeah. angry bugs. So they're definitely a lot of teams were trying to fire blanket your list, yeah. assuming that it would be a massive damage swing. Yeah. Uh, but also, as well, um, having seen your your performance in the previous couple of rounds, they knew that that your list was something to keep an eye out on.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then, yeah, so then it was it was it was kind of a a little bit of a different game plan. We actually, as a team, went into this one a little bit more gun ho because it was kind of the fact that we drew and then lost. It was we had to win um, to be to kind of have a
0: to have a shot, a at, a shot at
1: anything so yep. um you know i was speaking to jez and dean in passing and then as we were kind of getting ready for it they're like mate just go for it like just don't don't yep. try and just, play cage just like everyone is just like just go 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 try and kill get as much points yeah let's just let's yep. let's smash it and do it and that's what i did and that's um yeah smashed that and got a got a 15-5 on that one so
0: that was a yep. So I was, I was running and doing a bunch of different things during this round, um, so I didn't have as much time to watch your game in particular, yeah. but it looked like you guys were having a lot of fun. Yeah, it was good. Um, it was. It was good. You yeah. did some 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 really
1: cool, interesting plays turn five to, to scrabble a few more points, which actually was really, really clever on, on on Brody's side that I it was just based on the secondaries that he chose and stuff. Um, the Eldar, the Harley one, where you, you get three points if you take an objective back off that you weren't on or whatever, which was subsequently also the um, sub primary on that mission. Yep. Um, which was really nice because he moved off his because um, he was second player. He moved off his home field objective, and I was like, "Do you just move off your home field objective?" He's like, "Yeah." yeah. And then based on those secondaries, it would have. I can't stop him from um, from doing it, and he was able to obviously because he scores his primary and that at the end of uh, the end of turn five. He just started turn five, would just moved back onto it and ding 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 gets, you know, basically like seven yeah. points, which was which was really cool. And then also I got you know excited again and missed a whole psychic phase. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you got you missed the whole you, 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 missed the whole uh, movement phase. <laughs> you you got a habit of doing this one. <laughs> uh nah, this one this one this one was bad because I had a plan in my head. So the problem that is with um this list as well is uh, there's a lot of psychic buffs that happen in command phase. And then, as well, with like choosing imperatives that are psychic related and stuff. There's a few times where I was like, All right, now I'm gonna cast psychic powers because it's like psychic, psychic, psychic. psychic. And I'm like, Oh, no, 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 I'm not doing that. I gotta move first.
0: So you, um, you spend your whole command phase lining up these psychic phase buffs and abilities, yeah, and then you just kind of forget that there's a whole other phase in between. 100%. <laughs> because and you do all this stuff and you're like, Cool, I'm ready to go, and then you just start.
1: Yeah, it's um, it was kind of. It was annoying, actually. in this In this regard, it was very annoying because I needed to basically, I would have I would have been able to move in advance with a re-rollable advance. Um, I needed to roll a five to get onto within charge range of um, and take the objective because he wasn't on the objective, and I would have the, the objective was um, right on the center of um, full LOS blocking um, Ruin. Um, so I would have been able to move onto the objective in a way to see around it um, and then also I'd be touching the objective so I would have scored, uh, Would have, well, I would have been harder, he would have had to come to me in his turn five even if I didn't make the charge um, yeah. and then I would have been able to charge off, uh, to one of the units that was just outside of the objective on the other side like just needing a seven inch charge or whatever and it would have just been primo because then I would have literally had every objective on the table and I, he would have had pretty much would have been tabled at that point. Um, yep. I think barring yep. one or two things um, but yeah last couldn't do it because I <laughs> forgot to move yeah. but yeah so really all that would have done was it just made, would have made it a 16-4 like it wouldn't have turned it to a, tw- a 20 or anything like that um, and at that point we'd already won that round by such so significant margin so it didn't really matter yep. Yep. it was just a little bit of my my player pride lost I guess at that point um, but no but still yeah. again so that, great game yeah. a great player it was it was yeah it just Every single game was just amazing.
0: Yeah, uh, and that pretty much wrapped up day one. Um, we had had some dinner there and then went off back to uh, our accommodation. Um, did we have much trouble with uh, getting back
1: that night? Yes, we have trouble not travelling anywhere in that place, bro. Because yeah, so it, don't it took us the, money there, which I just don't understand. I, th- I think
0: we had we had to call like three different cab companies to get someone to send two cabs to pick us up. Yep. Uh, and We ended up calling the same one uh, that we did that did the day before, the uh, Raymond to so the Maitland, Maitland and Raymond Terrace, yeah. not the not the Maitland Taxi Company, the Maitland and Raymond Terrace Taxi Company. Mm. Uh, it's it's an important distinction there, and they came and picked us up and, and took us back home. Um, and we the next morning, uh, so so we also we booked that night. We booked with thirteen cabs to have a maxi taxi pick us up in the morning at 7 45 a.m to make sure we go to the event on time we'll book it the night before not a problem at all uh next morning rolls around we uh, we all rock up out the front seven forty-five. where was the taxi lucky okay no, no, no taxi no we booked one it wasn't there
1: yeah.
0: we called them they're like oh we better assign one we booked it for five minutes ago um So we called, we called them, we called like two other taxi companies in the area. Um, we called Maitland and Raymond Terrace and they're like, well, we can send someone, but there's going to be at least half an hour away. Um, we called, uh, what was it? Oh, so we were on Nelson's Bay road in Saltash. Uh, so we called Saltash cabs and they're like, oh yeah, we just don't do that area. So no, um, 13 cabs were like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll send someone, um, and eventually we ended up, we, we shot a message to, I think the TOs, uh, and they actually came around and picked us up yeah, themselves we, and, they, and their own cars. Yeah. We
1: called the TO and then, no, it was South Australia.
0: Oh, was yeah. it? No, it was t- one of the TOs was there. Yeah. He was um, there, but it
1: was all SA I think all he, he organized. Guys. It was SA. Yeah, all the yeah. SA guys.
0: They, 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 drove around and picked us up and drove us back to, back to the, the event. So big, big, uh, uh
1: big shout outs and props to the SA boys for helping us get to day two on time. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Boys. Um, and I'm, I'm going to assume that the the taxi that 13 cabs assigned did show up no, half no, an hour later canceled. or something. No, we, we, we didn't. We let, I think we left it. No, no, it got, a ca- it got canceled. Did it? Yep. Oh, okay. 100%. oh, there you go. We pretty much when they we to the menu, us. they're
1: like, your cab has been canceled. And we're like, yeah, we know. Like, we're not even there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like okay, well, there we go. All right. So don't use 13 cabs. It's a bad idea. Yeah. You're just not going to get there. Um, so, yeah, we, we went in uh, and we played... Uh, in round four, so we were we had one loss, one win, and one draw from day one, mm-hmm. which put us into the bottom pool for day two. So the only shot at a podium we had was if we won both games or both rounds. Um, and South so, Australia lost one of their. Yeah, other stuff. Sorry. and I was just going to say it's just and, and and other and, stuff and
1: happened. That was out yeah, and
0: and, well. and I think it was, it was South Australia had to lose their round by. So, so we had to win enough, and South Australia had to lose by enough that we jumped up a place Uh, and then New South Wales had to not win by enough that we also jumped them. So a little bit confusing, but essentially we, we needed to to win big and have a couple of other teams lose and not win by enough. Mm. So round one, we went into Tasmania. Yes. Um, which was an interesting one. Um, so the previous Did night, when we the... were talking about oh, yeah. it and we
1: were going over bits and pieces, there was one list on that that I was like, I do not want oh, to play. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. it will, actually, it was two. The t Sons list, because that just... the yep. For any of my stuff. And the Custodians. The custodies. I was like... Yeah. And because this Custodians this, this list... Was is, this just, is not going to work for you. All the sisters, you know, the sisters' character... Um, the Calexus Assassin. It's just an anti-psychic custodes list. And could
0: could put a minus five to any psychic test. Uh, and I
1: was like, my list relies so much on these psychic powers. I can't do it. And I was like to the boys, it's a red, it's a red, it's a red. I can't do it. Yep. And so I get paid into it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, fair enough, whatever. Like, I mean, that's the point, right? It's, yep. it's literally the point because no one else really, and apparently um, Davies was playing really well his first two games and was like actually I think had had two strong wins, um, yeah. So he was piloting the army really well and kind of no one else really wanted to deal with it or like yep. it would have been a wasted effort on a few others. So I was like, yeah, whatever. That, that's just again, it's how pairings work. So I was like, okay, cool, yep. whatever. So. I had a game plan I built a game plan up in my head the night before on how I was yep. going to handle it if I did for whatever reason because I kind of had this gut feeling like it was gonna have it, um yeah would deal with it, which was basically just basically sitting all my psychers back and using but kind of potentially throwing warrior units away, but just to blanket it and to to create a barrier between the the fire line or the you know the battlements the battle line where the where the custodians or whoever would be. You know, um, blockading with the warriors and being able to stay out of range enough, and then screen out enough, so that he cannot get any of his psychers close enough to my psychers, where I can then use mortals on the stuff that's in the firing line, like in the in the.
0: Yep. Trendy- because tyrannids have the very handy ability to essentially like root psychic powers through synapse units. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you still count as re- you measure range for the power from the synapse unit that it's rooting through, but you measure range for deny to the Psyker casting. Yeah, which, which is very handy. Super cool. And this this mission was actually played into that quite well or into your list quite well. This was the the six objective mission. That's a hold one, hold two, hold more, not a hold two or three. Thank God. Um, so you could very well, very much do this, sort of sitting back a little bit, holding your two objectives and be like, cool, I'm still scoring my eight points every turn. Yep yeah so it, it was it was six admission.
1: the other concern i had moving forward was basically the six of mission objective missions are really tough for this list because it just your, your secondaries are really you, you're starved for secondaries with this list it plays yep. hold banners and like to the last and you know grind them down or even um i mean those extremely well it's like they're just pretty much auto takes right they're just so easy and you're gonna score really high but if you, if one of those is not usable it becomes really hard to slot it out with something else yeah so it was like okay we'll have to take have to take to the last in this situation and i've got to play cagey because that's the whole mindset of you know staying out of range of this the psychic null null range and all that sort of shit yeah like, okay fine Let's take stranglehold anyway just on the off chance that you know maybe he missed moves or I can maybe capitalize on something whatever even if I get it twice who cares? um yep. and then it took banners again obviously so this was really interesting where I done ex- like played this perf-
0: literally perfect and yep. this was a this was an impressive game to watch I kept coming back just to just keep an eye on it and just to see how it was going um and yeah you, you played it like to perfection cuz i was expecting
1: this to be like a 5 or a less for me
0: um i think we had it down as a 7 and you were saying like that's really optimistic yeah i was like
1: 5 guys like literally 5 like everything he has is directly countered to what i can do in ways anyway um it ended up being an, a 10 10 which is yep. nuts and then i want i won i, on I, on I
0: on watched points. you pick i watched you pick apart his anti-psychic defenses. Um, you, you 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 made made him sort of expose his um, his sisters, and then would would just delete them and be like, that's dead. Yeah. Plus, and then you, you, his assassin poked his head out for a bit, and you just shot everything around it, and just left him on his own. Mm. You went, all right, cool. Now what? Mm. Um and, um and at one point you, you you used up his options so much he ended up drifting a grav tank up the side of the board. <laughs> yeah. Which was which was hilarious. And it's funny because he <laughs> uh, and then you just turned around and went nope and deleted the thing. Yeah, cuz he he charged me with it to try and move block yeah. me and I was like, "You sure?" Yeah. He's like, "Yeah."
1: I'm like, "Okay."
0: You can just and then the you just remove the that warriors tank just now. went <laughs> Yeah. and you yeah. have nine
1: warriors <laughs> coming in with all strength all negative damage. Yeah. Um and then, you know, I, I think, I think my opponent made a couple of errors that, that definitely played in my favor, um, like not using the sisters as kind of like a more forward screen to, to help me getting yep. that. Yep. It's hard because in, if they, if you use them more as a forward screen, they just will get shot and killed anyway. So it's, it's a really hard play. Yep. Um, and then deep striking dreadnoughts, which was just kind of easy to screen out because I have so much units um yeah like yep. i think no i screened so well like no one ever got anywhere near my front line which was just yep. premium for all my games um and then i ended up having a turn five just obliterating swing where i was able to like get advanced and charge off charge onto one of the top right objectives and then literally the next turn swing all the way around and I ended up having um two of his home objectives and then uh two of the others so I ended up having four and two by the end of it and, uh, it was literally a hail mary play, which I didn't necessarily, in hindsight, you didn't need to do in terms of the thing. But I was in this point; I just felt right. I'm like, no, nah, I'm doing this. I'm going for this because I wanted the moral win. Um, because I had like I could see it; it was insight, and I knew that even if I failed it, the point still would have been like a eight twelve anyway. So I was like, yeah, whatever. Just go for it and get the ten. So 10. it was it
0: was a safe it was a safe Risk. risky play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, and I was so
1: happy with that and it just, everything worked and paid off perfectly and I was stoked and, and like I said, you know, he had, um, he told me that was, that was the, 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 the best game of, up to that point. I mean, his game five might've been better. I don't know, but, uh, his, over his first four yep. games, <laughs> it was his favorite and I I loved it because, um, that made me feel really, made me feel really good and, um, and I, yep. and, and that was, the sentiment was, was, um, was reciprocated. Like it was, I felt exactly the same.
0: Uh, and I also want to say that this, the Custodes color scheme he had, which was um, like a white with uh, red fabric um, and then like bits of gold as highlights, uh, inspired me so much that I'm actually like, I want to paint a squad of Custodes like that with marbled white armor. Well, it's one of those. Or right? heresy. I, probably. Yeah, it's one But I, that, I, I've never seen it ones. in person before. And I saw it and went that, like that composition is so good I'm
1: Sure, it's not actually Solar Watch because he was playing Solar Watch
0: I'm pretty sure it, it, is. it might it, yeah. it might genuinely be Solar Watch but for whatever reason the artwork for Solar Watch doesn't look good yeah
1: right
0: um, yeah it was it, just it, it was, of was off-white silver yeah it was meant. but um, the colour scheme I'm just like yeah I'm, I've got to do that so I'll do that for Heresy because it was, it was so cool yeah um, cool and then we went off so we won that round uh, convincingly but not I think we ended up with 93 points so we won, but we weren't as big a swing as we wanted. Uh and then we went off into and we were paired into ACT. Um so ACT just wanted to to big shout out to their coach, uh Jack Lavercombe, who if you're if you've seen our battle report with Barnyard Wargaming, uh that's evil Jack mm. from Barnyard Wargaming. Uh, he's his coach for a- ACT. So we had a blast sort of chatting and, and going over stuff between us as well. Um it's probably the the most enjoyable round for me, with regards to the, to the my opposing number, the other coach, because because we knew each other beforehand. We we're like, all right, look, you know, we can, we both know how this plays out for us, so we sort of freely shared information and talked about the whole thing, um, uh, and at the end of that, I think it, it helped us both, you know, help our teams to actually to a higher degree. So so that was an interesting little uh, change in um, change in the dynamic there. Mm. So in, in round five against ACT, who did you play into?
1: So again, I played or, or another captain. To. I played Sam. Yep. Their, uh, yeah, their Eldar Hail of Doom list. Which was The big scary. Uh, which was just like, <laughs> fuck off. I hated that so much.
0: Charlie, take notes.
1: Yeah, definitely, bro. If you want help, yeah, man. Don't <laughs> help writing an Eldar list. Oh. I'll 100% help you write an Eldar list because I know that stupid shit now back to France. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so again, like um, overall, considering like considering what it was and what was projected for me, again, this was a big fire blanket for the whole team. Yeah.
0: Okay. Th- this this was a twenty into almost any other list in the team. Yeah. And as in like as in a zero for us. Yeah.
1: And so I got an eight into that, and, and which is twelve eight incredible. Yeah. So, yeah. um, it traded really well with uh, using a user zone throws in a really malicious way in this um, game, like just forcing him to focus on them by turn one, having them delete a bike unit. Yeah. <laughs> they were just like they moved and it was just like Poof. mortals dead. And then I just pulled them yep. off the board in Circle of Prey. I was like, bye. Yeah. Hey you can't touch them.
0: Yep. And then yep. popped them back
1: down. And then I had Which is an
0: uninteractive like it's a terrible rule. Like it's so uninteractive. But obviously, like it's still it's there. So go for it. Um, um,
1: well, I mean, heaps of other people have it. And it's not uninteractive because you can't keep doing oh, it. Like you can't, you don't get it. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Person, sorry. Right. So like you can't just come yeah, down, yeah, do yeah. something, leave. Come down, do something, leave. So
0: yeah. Well, so like it, it's. I think it's been fixed by now as well. But, but it's um, totally fucked now. But 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 uh, essentially, you meant you could you could do actions, you could hold objectives, you could score points, and then just leave and be like, all right, cool. All that risk I just did, whoa, is gone yeah you know, I, they're perfectly safe now just quickly with the, with uh, the nerf yep. i
1: don't understand the nerf because now you're just never ever using it it's like it literally has it might not even they might as well have just said delete this stratagem because you'll never i can't see a situation where you'd ever actually use this because now it's at the end of your movement phase like so you can't even like move and shoot and do something and then leave or anything like you just what's the point can't score you engage, can't do you anything. (laughs) So
0: I was like, why would you, I mean, that that said, I will, I will say that, that not having this strat is better than having it um, in the form it was. Um, Cause I mean, in general, this is one of those, those stratagems, those abilities where I'm like, I think there's, and this is true of all cases of it, the, the the taraxia, the, all the other stuff that have it as well. I I think it's gone. It's too uninteractive, Uh, but that's a whole other discussion about,
1: yeah, the Traxxie yeah, one definitely uh, was
0: when uh, it first came out for sure because you literally could yeah. not well, interact that's, with it. That's been <laughs> exactly, yeah, and that's that's been fixed more or less into what into a toned down version of what the strategy used to be. The,
1: the problem is um, that it's it's yeah. it's it's got too many applications where it's retarded. So like the reason why it was yeah. fixed was for, for the Hive Tyrant situation, which is yeah,
0: fully yeah, understandable. Yeah. So so with with zones, it's it's bad, it's bad, it's nasty, but it's not not as bad yeah. as the Hive Tyrant. We go here's delete half your army and then leave. Yeah.
1: So that that was that's yeah. kind of yeah. uh, a few of the changes with the NID stuff is kind of to combat the big bads but the problem is unlike other armies they have compounding effects on other stuff that isn't as broken which yeah. now just got yeah. really a hell of a
0: lot worse. But you know well, whatever. this, the this isn't the Nids the... nerf podcast <laughs> yeah. yet. Okay. So let's yeah. let's just keep on track let's crack on through round 5. Yeah, so anyway, um, uh, you use the zones like this which is nasty as hell but yeah, very And then very also they
1: just survived, you know, uh, every single game. Every single game of the weekend, and this is for any other kids player out there, do not be afraid to throw your zone tropes in the middle of stuff. They are, if, if you're playing with python, okay, I'm just caveat with yeah. if you're playing with bithen, Um, they are so hard to kill.
0: And people, T5, transhuman, yeah. 4 up involved, It's the 4 wounds. Five wounds it's the 4, four wounds. wounds too, which really fucks it. Um, There's so few weapons that are efficient into 4 wounds. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah. um so and it's just, especially with transhuman anything with four wounds is usually like strength eight strength nine uh and you're just putting them you're, you're reducing their their wound dice mm. it's it's so good
1: yeah and obviously weight a fire is going to do it into anything right so you know yeah. if you're yeah. doing like 160 shots into something yes it is going to die but you know
0: but that was going to happen regardless of
1: what exactly happens. so you just don't position it in a way, but you can do it where you kind of bait out targets where i literally had he had you know um full units of a six-man unit of bikes with hail of doom with guide and took two wounds off one zone throat and it's just like it's just a frustration he was just like oh my god why is this thing alive and I would be I mean I would have screamed I would have thrown dice across the table (laughs) if that was me you know so um they were amazing they were super instrumental and again um with this again this was really this this couldn't have been a worse matchup for me, being me being slow, him being fast. It being six objective missions, so secondary choices were really tough. and I kind of probably poo pooed on one by taking second interrogation because his ability to just consistently stay out of range for that was just fine. Yeah. But the consensus on our choice, or like my choice, with the advice of 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 um, in like previously talking about it, like it would keep um, it keeps the player honest in terms of. They have to do that. So they have to make sure that they're out of that range. Yeah. So it just keeps yeah. them at bay a little bit more. And that's what I want because this in this game, it was kind of like, all right, move into certain areas and just hold. Hold, outlast the game and see how long we can do. So if you've got a situation where you're pushing up with the character and beating back certain things, you know, might be able to stay out of, you know, doom is harder for him to put on optimal targets or, you know, whatever the reason. It just makes it a little bit tougher for your opponent to do that, which was cool. It was kind of a little bit of a psyops kind of mind game part in it by taking that secondary, even though I didn't even score it once. Oh, no, I did score it once. I was got three points on that.
0: Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the, the points you scored because your opponent was forced to move their psyches a certain way is, is, is you know, entirely valuable. Yeah, and it
1: was on top of that, it was yeah. more in terms of he wasn't able to move in a position and just get a line of sight, pick up a warrior unit move into a moving area, pick yeah. a warrior unit because he just couldn't get the movement or he wasn't willing to risk it. So he was very cautious with the trade because he knew that if he moved, after losing that first unit, he goes, if I move into a, in an area where I've got line of sight and I cannot fire and fade back or I can't strand and fade or whatever the hell those rules are, he's like, that unit's dead. Um, and yeah. he just, it, it, it's a worse trade for him. If he loses a bike unit, than me, he loses a warrior unit. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, and it was it was a, it was probably one of the most, I think, high level play games I had. funnily enough, with all the like real tricksy movement shenanigans and like plays on like using strats and stuff in different ways. Um, sorry, that and the, the last two games that and the, that and um yeah. Tazzy, the, the, um, Adam Davies.
0: I think the, the the custodian list was a harder one for you to go into. Um, and terrain on this one was, but, was a, a yeah. real hindrance on this because I I, I think he, he got to pick to terrain? no I, then, I did but you did? Okay. I
1: I, um, I didn't have a mission I was like whatever oh, okay, I just right. picked the heavy yeah. terrain because I also because Jez and that the board I mean to be fair like, d- I just take yeah. heavy terrain to take it off the other players
0: yeah yeah and I mean look WTC terrain in general is very heavy uh, I think all of their boards would be considered heavy by our standards yeah. Um, funnily enough the, it wasn't heavy enough yeah yeah <laughs> there we go <laughs> um
1: just see the way the terrain layout was and because it's that weird angle deployment um yeah yeah so yeah it was tough and i think uh mm-hmm. deployment played a little bit of a error but anyway it's the point um yeah it was still a crazy good result i i was really yeah. pushing for the ten ten, and i was kind of a bit bummed I didn't get the 10-10 um, because that was that was my goal in that game. Um,
0: but still, like... Well, uh, the, 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 eight, the 8 you pulled out of that was more than pretty much any other list was confident they'd do. Exactly. So um, And that's... And as it was said multiple times across the weekend, but you being able to, to send you into a, a horrendous list like that Eldar and go, oh, we actually scored 8 points out of that, is, is incredible. Yeah. So... It was that was well. It was well played, well done, um, and it was very valuable to the team as a whole.
1: Yeah, so the boys and the boys were pretty. Cheers, man. So the boys were pretty pretty pumped with the eight. Like I remember, Jazz was like, "Fuck, yeah. seriously? You got eight, bro?" He's like, "That's awesome." I was like, "Yeah,
0: okay, okay. yeah, um, yeah."
1: So yeah, I mean, suppose, that was, that, that's, that's kind that's of the roundup of the five, yeah. of my five games, and uh, you know, it was so at the end, I had a loss, a draw, and three wins.
0: Yeah, which, which which was amazing. Was pretty awesome for
1: like my first ATC experience,
0: I guess. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll push that point a little bit more on the whole the way that a team event works. is The points you score is it's more important that you're accurate with your predictions and you you can pull out the points you say you will than you're actually winning games. Yeah. Um, because of the way pairings work, uh, and I'll say that yeah, you you did an incredibly good job with your with your scores that you're pulling out of, on these games. Um, so being the coach and being able to, to walk around and watch eight games around, keep an eye on the whole thing, uh, meant that I generally had a pretty good sense for, for the way games were going. And by like your, your second and third game, I'm like, oh, okay, I can rely on you scoring middle scores. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that reliability was really important.
1: Yeah, cool. No, that's good. To, to, to,
0: to a bunch of the rounds. That's sick, yeah. But yeah, so I mean... And that pretty much, that wrapped up day two. Um, so we ended up coming in on BCP fourth, um, so behind Queensland in first place, WA in second place, and New South Wales in third. Uh, unfortunately, uh, they won by a little bit too much, <laughs> and SA didn't lose by enough to actually let us bump up above New South Wales. Um, but Soviet, that's the way it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, well played, so congratulations to those three teams, well played to all of you guys. Um, um, so good on them. Victorian team coming in fourth, especially with five brand new players to the scene, um, was fantastic. And uh, it's been echoed several times that the the uh, the old guard, so to speak, were very happy with the result, um, especially with how all the new players did. Um, and yeah, and as far as I'm concerned, I spent two days watching forty games of incredible forty k. <laughs> um so like that
1: it's a lot of games, 40 games.
0: it's 40 games <laughs> like i mean okay look I, yes i was a coach and i wasn't playing so i get to i get to walk around and watch games and on, on the one hand like you know ha-ha, i get to drink beers and, and hang out um i mean the, the, i it wasn't what i was doing I was, I was running around and relaying information doing a bunch of other stuff but on the other hand like i was mentally wiped out after that no
1: and, and it's a lot of games
0: to keep track of it
1: can't be said enough how valuable that the, oh. the uh, the but role of a coach is too in that. And, and and the word coach isn't necessarily like you're, you know, guiding everyone no, it's, what it's, to do. You're assisting coach is more players. of a
0: traditional word. It was support staff yeah. is a better better term.
1: You're assisting the players in knowing where we're currently sitting in the state of the game. As in sorry, the state of the round. And it's really it was really helpful to be able to have you and and, and kind of like what you were saying about me being able to you know, you you knew that i was going to get average scores i knew that if i said to you w- where are we at or what's going on that like your answer was like spot on and that's exactly what was happening or that's exactly what we were sitting so the information transfer was really clear and that was really good for me getting like reassurance on those kind of those little things um and you know you got so much praise from all the boys going you know and 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 held you really high on how you did as a coach in terms of how influential you were not only at the Maitland event, but then also at this one as well, in terms of your, your dedication to what you were doing, man. So, yeah, well oh, done, well, well done to you, bro. Cheers. Well, cheers, It was, it is a team's event. It's everyone. It's not individuals. It's everyone, you know, doing their role and doing it together. And you know, we mm. Risky Rollers went and represented, and we did it fucking awesome, really.
0: Yeah, uh, well, thank you, man, and absolutely, it was, it was so much fun to go. Um, so learned so much coming out of it. Um, if you've never been to a team's event, like go to one. It's everyone who's pretty much everyone who goes to one. Then goes. This is the best way to play forty k. Because it it's such a different experience, and I think it's a much more enjoyable one. Um, to, to to go and be part of the team and and to to do all that with your mates. I,
1: th- I think it's definitely a s- less stressful forty k experience. That's for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> like it isn't. It isn't. Like mm. I don't. I don't know. I think that the maybe it's just the fact that you're playing with people. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. It. It is. I don't know personally. I don't know if it's the best way to play 40k. I definitely see why people see it that way. It's definitely enjoyable. Um, it's definitely hugely enjoyable, and and is a lot less like like I said less less stressful than singles it has its appeal um and i do like it i do think that um we we've spoken about this prior but i think i think five five player i'd love to play a five player teams event and see what that is because in my mind that just makes that sits better um than than eight members um but again i haven't played that so i don't know but in in my head i'm like i'd I'd really like to do a five player teams event as in playing one
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, there's um, VTC are running a second one in summer. That's a five player teams event, so we can probably look into that. Yeah, we'll definitely fielding a, a risky rollers team. We'll definitely be
1: doing that for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm can't wait for VTC as well to sort of um, take what I've learned about pairings and so on, and, and see how I can apply that. Um, so that, yeah, as, as I mentioned, we'll probably do a whole podcast on that coming up to it. Yeah. But um, that sounds cool. I got I got to spend so much time watching and thinking about it and, 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 uh, and looking at scores and things and paying attention to the pairings, um, which is an, it inc- it's an incredible little, little process that goes on as well. Um, i so you'll yeah, do a whole podcast on that at some point. Cause that was fascinating.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And the, the, the other thing that'll, that will be interesting to note, I guess if, if you're interested in, um, I guess the, the level of 40 K that gets played, um, there's, there's a whole bunch of subtle shifts and differences in the way things happen. Um, so keep an eye out on our games on the channel in the next uh the next couple of months and seeing how they change and and how we can uh, sort of up our game a little bit mm. um if you watch the one coming out next week, the Tower and death Watch one that was after we filmed after I went to Maitland and and watched those games but before I went to this one um, and there's definitely a change in the way that that was played as well. Uh, so I'm keen to see how that can, how that goes and how we can both grow as as players after this as well. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Um, so, that, so that that wraps up the Australian New Zealand team championships for for 2022. Um, and then of course we had a, we went out for dinner and then we had a. An eight and a half minute call with the taxi trying to bargain with them to come pick us up because we're out right in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. um, that we ended up paying an extra 20 bucks for the trip and then had to promise to give them the same fares tomorrow for our trips to the airport, which was
1: awesome because the guy was an actual
0: fucking legend. <laughs> well, he actually showed up and took us to the airport yeah. like a taxi, yeah, and incredible, yeah, yeah, yeah no, um,
1: big, big yeah. shout out <laughs> to our mate, whatever his name was, his name, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> big shout out <laughs> to him.
0: <laughs> um, and yeah, and then we came back home and slept off a massive weekend.
1: Yeah, it was hectic. I'm still recovering. Yeah. Not gonna lie, like I'm just I'm forty yeah. k out.
0: <laughs> I've been <laughs> playing Elden <Elvis laughs> Ring all week, so <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, we, we, I think we'll wrap up there. It was a fantastic weekend. Can't wait for the next one. And um, yeah. So, thank you guys for listening. Make sure to check out our uh, Patreon if you want to catch the exclusive Tau and Black Templar Battle Report um, before seeing the Tau and Deathwatch one with all the new updates next week. Um, As well as jump into a Discord chat with us and hang out and talk all sorts of different things. Um, See Charlie building his horrific Hail of Doom Eldar list that Lockie is terrified of. Um, And... uh, (laughs) chat and hang out and and all that kind of stuff. Big old thanks to Tim at Dice Arcade. If you want to buy some miniatures or anything to do with with the hobby, wargaming cards, anything at all, hit him up at Dice Arcade. Um, We've got a discount code down below and all of that good stuff. Check out uh, Miniature Scenery, Tim Waggers, absolute legend there as well. If you want high quality MDF terrain, MDF uh, even model kits and things like that, you can can check out miniaturescenery.com for anything you need there. Um, a lot of our battle reports feature his terrain that looks incredible and is an absolute top-notch bloke as well. 100%. So check all those out. Make sure to, to like, subscribe, leave a review, comment, all that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, make sure to catch us next time on the Mr. Drills Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.